And lo, the angel spake unto me, and said, from his heavenly purchase, Go now thee unto the world, go now and speak these words to those who do not have wisdom. Go now to 14 Northeast 22nd in Northeast Portland, Oregon, and visit the Standard. From thy breast thou shalt be rent a website that will be found at facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. Clicketh thee on the like button. <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous. Hi, guys. It's me, Alex. Yay. Listen to me saying yay. Yay. And that biblical stuff was an ad for The Standard. Facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. It's a bar in Portland, Oregon. Oh, the many things I like about The Standard are Monday nights, where it's $4 for a big old glass of Buffalo Trace whiskey. I think. I went there last night on a Monday for the first time in a while, and I tried to remember what the specials were. I didn't, because I'm an idiot. But, I'm also wise. Wise in the ways of the standard. Facebook.com slash the standard PDX. You can find it in Portland, 14 Northeast, 22nd. And, uh, yes, yeah, Sunday nights, $2 microbrew nights. That is where I hang out. Um, yeah, you should come there. Wednesday is $1 hams. Other nights have other deals, and I'm sure they are all equally lovely. It being the summer, they now have slushy alcoholic drinks, uh, like fruity stuff with all sorts of delicious flavors mixed in. Uh, it's like a, like a 7-Eleven Slurpee, but with booze. What can go wrong, other than getting really drunk, losing your inhibitions, and, you know, uh, making some mistakes that you'll regret for the rest of your life. But, that's the nature of the thing. Because, we as creatures, enjoy the booze. Thank you. Facebook.com slash TheStandardPDX. That ad kind of sucked. But there's going to be two, there's like multiple episodes this week, so he's getting an extra bang for his buck anyway. My name is Alex. If you want to find me, go to AlexCast.com. Please click the Amazon link on AlexCast.com before you buy stuff on Amazon. It is free for you, and it helps the show immensely. I get a small percentage of your purchase price, um, and you don't pay a red cent extra. If you buy 100 bucks worth of merchandise, I get like 4 bucks out of it. Um, if everybody does that, it helps keep the show alive, and things are wonderful. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at the AlexCast, Facebook.com slash AlexCast. Um, yeah, just go to AlexCast.com, click stuff around. There's videos of me reading tarot. There's a If you scroll down a bit, there's a post about how I sell tarot readings now. You can do it. There's a post about how you can donate to the show. We do actually have a new computer for the show. I thanked everybody last week. I want to thank you again. If you donated, I just got another Bitcoin donation today. Very cool. Thank you, anonymous donor. Well, there's an email address there, but I don't want to give your email address out on air. But thank you very much. Um, your email address starts with JV. Yes, that is good. These things are good. And all those things are good. So yeah, do that. Click on the Amazon link before you buy stuff. Donate to the show if you want. I did get a new computer, uh, or a newish old computer. Uh, either way, it works. Um, I do need a bunch more stuff for the studio. I want to get a second monitor. I want to get a couple of webcams. You know, this, this never stops. But for now, I am fat and happy in the studio. Everything works. So if you just happen to have some extra bucks, I could always use them. And if you don't have extra bucks and you're buying stuff on Amazon, click the link. Beautiful. AlexCast.com, at the AlexCast on Twitter. And these are things. These things are good. I love all of you in a deep, abiding way. Not you, though. Or you. Or the other one. Really, just the one. Just the one. Enjoy. Alex Cast.
called you on your live show. Um, the other day. Yeah. Um, we'll be back live on a regular basis soon. Yeah, you're going to take the Batman the Animated uh, Series quiz. Mm-hmm. And I was going to try to... Uh, my timing was just off because you weren't quite there yet. But um, I was going to uh, try to call in for that and uh, challenge you. No, by challenge you. Let me please... Oh, that. I got you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, be in a contest with you. And yeah, yeah, did. yeah. And man, did I do, like, actually worse than I thought I was going to on that one. I did, too. I got an eight. Oh, we would have tied. That's what I got. Those were fucking hard. That was very hard. I want to make some, though. I didn't realize you could make some. We should make some. Oh, I didn't know that either. Um, no, fuck it. I guess we're, eh, this, this is a good enough spot to start anyway. So, audience at home, what we're talking about is uh, Batman the Animated Series. Which, uh, you would know better than me. I'm going to say premiered in 91-ish, 89? It was after Batman Returns. Oh, it was after Returns? Mm -hmm. Oh, no shit. All right. Uh, one of the best animated series in the history of ever. Let me take down Facebook. Definitely of American animation, and especially from that time, because Filmation and shitty people were, and this is before they used computers all the time. Like, uh, there's an episode that I always refer to that, because, like, in, in modern cartoons, you can always tell when they render a computer-generated vehicle, which they do because it's cheap and, you know, you just throw up a Google SketchUp program, basically, you know? But you can tell it's drawn by a different, quote-unquote, hand, and I hate that. And the episode that I, from the Batman animated series, I always reference is On Leather Wings, the episode with Man Bat, when Man Bat was dragging um, Batman throughout Gotham around the blimps and everything, and they that was all hand drawn, and you yeah. can tell. Now, granted, there are times in the in the show where it sucked, and the you know remember the the Batmobile had a very long front to it, and if yeah. he took a long curve from Wayne Manor, the Batmobile would curve a little bit with it. So it wasn't it wasn't perfect, but it was definitely it looked better, I think overall. Yeah, I do like. Let me sorry. You do you boo. Little. Uh, that is, uh, you were having proper mic technique. I just don't have proper studio setup. That is, uh, that is such an artist thing to notice. Uh, audience at home. Oh, sorry. Yes. So we're talking to DJ Gabriles. Uh, I pronounced that properly, mm-hmm. or at least close enough in my mind. Riles, now. yes. You did it. Uh, right, go. I wasn't correcting you. I was confirming so it's you. Gub Riles. Gub Riles. No, Riles. What's, what, oh, I thought there was like a go in the beginning. No. I don't know where the hell I pulled that from. No, I don't right. either. So I didn't, I didn't pronounce it well at all. D. Jacob Riles. Yeah, you know what? I think I heard DJ, and then I got Gabriel from think, the end yeah, of Jacob. Yeah, you really hung up on this DJ thing as its own word. It's not the D's its own word. No, no, I, yeah, no, I got, I got that while looking at it, but listening to the show before I was thinking about what you're, what, what I'd be saying out loud. I think I was hearing DJ Gabriel's, but it's G Jacob. I think that's where it came from. Anyway, Riles. Yeah, that's a lot easier to pronounce. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have, <laughs> have to worry about that at all. From Jeez. the Rye Hills, that's what yeah. it comes from. I'm straight fucking British. Yeah. Um, there was a Beastie Boys song with that name, isn't it? Johnny Riles? I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure it's spelled differently. I was like, a, I'm, I'm so much a Jack of all trades, Renaissance man, that I don't remember a lot of tiny mm. specifics about all the things that I actually knew, that I claim to know. The only reason I really am aware of that one is... Um, you're welcome to these here paper towels if you'd like, because I plan to get messy. I am uh, what I like to call a fucking fat, sweaty mess. Uh, so I will do that. Camera, look, I'm dabbing my chest for sweat. Yeah, not a mess. This is what happens when you're raised in northern New Jersey on pork and cheese and eggs. So a lot worse humidity. Yeah. Yeah, and also I was kind of running around and didn't slow down. So yeah, what do you do? So that made me serious. That sounds like a 
Springsteen, Springsteen lyric. Yeah. Running around and yeah. slow down. My basement's filled with chores I didn't get to on a last chance before he shows up. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Batman the Enemy Series, I, I, I like that you're pointing out there because I am, I, I do very much enjoy visual art. I, I'm a huge fan of it. It's why I started writing is because I suck at visual art and I wanted to find some way to get across, um, do not sound crazy, the pictures in my head. Mm-hmm. So, um, I love that you pointed out that the, the Batmobile is, you know, bolding around a corner because I would never notice that. Um, Which is probably why I got through. I mean, yeah. these things go through like seven people before they make it to your screen. Yeah. Well, I mean, even that, I mean, it's such a small thing. There's so many, like, in all animation, like the old Looney Tunes, I always remember when I was a kid where you knew an object was going to move later because yeah. on the cell you can see the colors different. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's not. Kills it. It's not weird, but it's... It, it doesn't always kill the gag, but it kills the anticipation. Yeah, and it's it's strange because those were in what, in my head, are, you know, big budget animated things. You know, the for Masters. Back then. I mean, yeah, it was like Looney Tunes and, and uh, uh, other ones that I can't think of other But names. you couldn't yeah. you couldn't change that. I mean, like, there was no way around it. Like, that's just the way it was because you paint the background. You don't do a background for every fucking frame. Yeah. And then there's and to do it, ugh, I don't even think Disney in its heyday, yeah. at, at its peak of masterfulness of 2D animation, ever did that. I don't, oh, I just no. don't think people did that. Yeah. So it sucks, but there's no real way around it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think it's, I think that's one of the advantages. Stuff like because a lot of cartoons seem to be flash oriented, for lack of a better term. I don't know too many of the technical terms of modern yeah. animation, but like I know, I know that uh, Family Guy is mainly computer animation. Yeah. And with not you know two D computer animation, and so that's more like a flash, so like paper puppets where each part is its own thing, you know? What I'm yeah, saying? yeah. And so because of that, and all the colors are the same, and it's not re- and it, and the computer itself is actually is actually is drawing a, a background every frame. Um, it, it it hides those things better. Yeah, I was I just I found that it, Batman didn't show up as much because of the you know, that weird kind of dark style, so you could see it, but it's more like a a gray tone shift instead of a, which kind of was nice because it hid what, you know, the coming mm-hmm. action shot because it's the bat, you know, there's you, a lot of action shots. You know, they did their backgrounds. They would start on black paper. You know, I, I'd seen that on, um, was there a documentary about this series that came out recently? I wish. No. I oh, you know, know what it was? No, I, it was, um, Fat Man on Batman, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Kevin Smith thing. I think they had one of the animators on, or maybe it was Paul Dini. Um, the, he, the, the very first, the first like 13 episodes was nothing but animated series people. So it could have been yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, and he even had Bruce Tim at a convention. Didn't get him in the fat cave. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear that one. The Paul Dini ones were amazing. And, and um, but that made the anime series. He seems like oh, a dork, but I would still like my jaw would be down the entire time hanging out with him. Paul Dini or Kevin Smith? Well, both, but Dini yeah. more so. Yeah, Paul Dini. I would be. I because of my lack of knowledge about him, I would be able to. I'd be able to hold myself together a bit. Uh, but I am very much in your boat as far as uh, being completely awestruck. But because it's really like, oh, I know two things you did and I'm a huge fan of them. But it's not like I know the production details or the name of every single show and those fiddly bits. So I could probably handle myself. Well, and- my thing is like when I hear celebrities or, or I mean, Paul Dini. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, notable people. P- yeah, people that I look up for to uh, up to or influence me in a huge way. Just people that I special my personal celebrities. Um. And real people, celebrities. I try to picture what they would be like if we were just two people hanging out at a coffee shop or something, you know? Like, take the credits away. Yeah. Um, because they are all people. 
And that's what you try to tell yourself, but I get starstruck so fucking easily. Um, cause I, it, uh, my brain's just overloading with all the thing, you know, all the things I want to, I just want to info dump yeah. in their lap. But, um, like Paul Dini, take away that credit. I think he would be like, he would definitely be like a door, a big dork, but like, I don't mean that in a bad way necessarily. No, it's going on the other side of the interview. Kevin Smith, um, I forget who it was. It was, uh, um, Joe DeRosa, a comedian, was on a radio show and he was talking about how he wants to meet Kevin Smith because those movies were so much like his neighbor growing up. He's like, I feel like if I met him, he'd be like my best friend. And the radio host is like, yeah, everybody thinks that. That's why yeah. Kevin Smith has a career. And Paul Dini's kind of like that. And any of those kind of lovable Batman associated people like uh, uh, Kevin Conroy, even like it seems like I think he's out of it. Oh, now, but I, I think he's old as shit. Sorry, let me, let me, <laughs> let me say 10 years ago, Kevin Conroy, but see that way. What I think, see, I'll give you my perception on Conroy. I think he was, he's a super theater nerd and yeah. I wouldn't want to hang out with him. Yeah, I could see that. It would be too far. In his earlier, oh, sorry, people don't, uh, uh, Kevin Conroy is the guy that voiced Batman in the Batman and, the series. And has the record for portraying Batman the most times ever. Yeah, that's true. Um, is that true? Yeah, it's yeah. gotta be. Yeah. It is. I, I was going, I was stepping back to think Adam West might be because of all the one-offs of, you know, a few episodes on The Simpsons here, a couple of family guys, you know, all those little like cameos of him. Being but he like, was more just Adam West. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's Adam West in a bat costume instead of playing. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, God, Kevin Conroy's been a shit ton. Yeah, and the animated series had more episodes than the 66 series. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I wasn't the episodes. I was literally, my brain... Yeah, well, I'm just saying on top of that, but then Kevin Conroy's in all the games, and there's, like, everything. Anything Batman's in, and Batman needs a voice. People, I think people try to go for Kevin Conroy first. Yeah. Well, he's... I mean, we're we're of similar age, so this is kind of a biased statement, but, like, he's my Batman. He's he's, most people's Batman. Yeah, it's such a perfect thing, like... The visuals of Batman is the original Tim Burton for me, like in my head, even though I liked the original series before I liked the Tim Burton movies and the voice is Kevin Conroy. Like, it's just, that is such the, his, his, it's perfect. His, I don't know the vo- vocal tones, but it's his timber. Like there's just like the way he drops and there's a few scenes. They talked about this in Fat Man and Batman. I think it was the episode with uh, Kevin Conroy on where there's a scene where it's essentially uh, Batman talks to Bruce Wayne in a dream sequence yeah. and hearing the minor vocal shift between the Bruce Wayne voice. No, and, and that's Batman. that's what was great. And I that like you don't have to blah, 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 you know to to make him Batman. You yeah. can just make him more serious. And I even liked it. I remember as a kid, it was neat seeing Batman in the Batcave without his mask on, but he's still talking like Batman. Yeah, because he's Batman. It's yeah. Bruce that's the mask, you know. And so yeah, he could he could change the voice and be happy go lucky. But I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Would you know he could? Yeah, he was intimidating. That should be, yeah, that's something I think a lot of, not a lot of, but yeah, a lot of people that watch the movies and I think the modern interpretation, the Christian Bale versions got wrong. And I've had this argument with people and I don't like to call it an argument. I've corrected people and they think I'm wrong and sorry, but they are. But Bruce Wayne is dead. He died in Crime Alley. Batman exists. Yes. Bruce Wayne is his mask. Batman is the real person. So with the Christian Bale movies, when he had that you know, thing, it just... One, it struck me as hollow, and two, it struck me as it didn't, it took a lot from the character. And I kind of thought, all right, weird choice until the third film. And if you haven't seen the third film, people, spoiler alert or whatever, but Ugh. the end of it. Heroes. Yeah, the end of it <laughs> where he's sitting there at the cafe and he gives the, gives the, the look to, the nod, to Alfred. Yeah. That is so, well, one, taking eight years off is not Batman. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard from Batman. 
Two, that he retires as Bruce. That's no, he he dies in the costume or is forced to retire and take on a tutelage role where he's still fighting crime, but his body doesn't work anymore. That's the character. The character isn't, oh, well, you know, I beat up a guy in a mask and some chick that I sort of knew her dad for half an hour a couple films ago. Well, my job's done. I guess I'll go to Provence. Yeah, no, that movie depressed me for two days. The, um... I wrote, I wrote Batman carols. Did you? I wrote songs <laughs> praising Christopher Nolan. Yeah. The day before I went and saw the movie. Oh, no. And then the day after, I was depressed for two fucking days. And go fuck yourself. People yeah. who just like it because they liked Bane. You know, even even Bane, I like the character like design a bit. I thought he was like kind of. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, strangely charismatic. The the and on on a weird way, his fucked up vocal choice works for me. I don't think the stereo was the way to fix the muffled. I think you just should have went in and ADR'd it. That would have been fine, but I I more mean like the the weird high almost mm-hmm. aristocratic. Well, boy. like it doesn't really fit. But that's why I like it. The like, Bane story, because actually he's Latino. Well, I mean, the story is presented in, in the movie, not... But it, you know, it's fine for what it is. Yeah, that's what I mean for, like, in the film. That's I, So I like the odd vocal choice, not Kristen Bale, which is just odd for three films. But, and it's fun yeah. to do. The Bane voice is just fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Batman's yeah. not fun. No, I mean... Batman, You're making fun of Batman. Bane, you want to... You like you just like doing it. Yeah, Batman's fun because you just do a middle voice, you know, and it's fun. You know, uh, Bane is... Being, you know, that like, oh, I'm the knight. It's almost like a... You have my permission to die. Yeah. He's a lovely singing voice, doesn't he? So, Alex, <laughs> you have a podcast. This must be interesting. He's a voice like an angel. I love that. Like, <laughs> it's just like this broken old man voice. I like it. But um, that, I, I went back and thought about it. So, I liked the first movie when it came out. Uh, mm-hmm. Batman is, Begins was the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Not that I loved it, but I was like, all right, this is after the last everything of Batman that wasn't animated. You know, there's been nothing remotely good about Batman not animated in a while. Like, not, you know, like, uh, until films. Batman begins, yeah. yeah. So I was like, ah, you know, this was okay. It was a good. St- no good video games. There was yeah. nothing. No, it was, it was a, good, a very Batman dry time. Yeah, good grounding point to start a franchise. I didn't love the film. I thought the, I thought the villain was pretty weak, uh, which, cause I think he's one of the cooler characters in, the actual universe, ah. but turning your brain off, not knowing anything about, and I will say Rachel Ghoul because again, Kevin Conroy, um, Rachel Ghoul, and it's like, all right, cool. Like, well, Denny, Denny O'Neill was on yeah. Fat Man, but I mean, he said that's how you pronounce it. Good. All right. Well, then we're, we're good on this. He's one. the guy who created the character. I'm going to go with him. Oh, is he the originator of the actual character? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Rachel Ghoul. Oh, I'm very happy to hear that because the um, the other pronunciation or the Rachel Ghoul. Does kind of sound a little bit more authentic to like you know kind of a Middle Eastern-y area. I don't know. I think having the shh makes yeah. it more for uh, exotic. Yeah, but um, yeah. In the first film, I didn't buy him as like the character I know from the books and from the comics. You know, it's just oh, I did. I didn't. It just didn't feel right to me. Like he didn't have like this deep mystery. He wasn't some you know immortal. Didn't have a deep mystery. No, it, there was a twist on who he was. No, no, I get that. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's, I think the mystery, to me, the mystery came across more as lazy script writing than like this, like this from the mystery depths. There's this, this enigma in, in Flash that's, you know, older than anybody ever known. Like there's a paranormal aspect to it. Like, yeah, know. they took the paranormal aspect away from it, but that was the point of those movies. The point of the movie was to mm. do a superhero film that was grounded. No, I wouldn't have mind. Yeah, I didn't want the Lazarus pit. But I would have liked. Well, how else are you going to keep him alive for years? No, but I, but I would have liked him being, you know, uh, some wealthy guy that figured out something. So he's even just, oh, he, he's. Oh, he, see, I figured he was beyond wealth. I mean, he's fucking changing 
world politics and shit. This is a guy who needs money. Well, that's, he's so, beyond, like, so that's what I mean. So have him be introduced in, you know, uh, uh, what's it, Liam Neeson? Was that right? Mm-hmm. So Liam Neeson. Spoiler. Have him, yeah, have him be uh, like he's actually 30 years older than he looks. You know, that's how powerful it is. He's got, you know, those when you get high and have those backroom conversations like, you know, they killed cancer in like the 40s. That he's actually got one of those, you know. What, you Why know? do you need to see his driver's license? No, I don't need. Like, to see I don't his... even know how old he was. He could have been thirty years no, older. No, but and that's right. No, but at least have like a hint of that. It just seemed like, oh, that's a powerful guy. Like, it could have been Rupert Murdoch. Like, I wanted something a little bit more League of Shadowsy, a little more like this is power made flesh. You know. Well, my problem with the Raza Rish Agul uh, part of the story in Batman Begins is the ending. Yeah, that was a little disappointing. During Nightfall, which is the comic book storyline when Batman had his back broken. Yeah. And another Batman took over, Asriel, Jean-Paul Valli, oh, nice. uh, took over as Batman. They um, decided to, to fire him as Batman because he, quote unquote, killed somebody. Yeah. Now, he didn't shoot somebody in the head. He didn't cut their throat. What he did was he let a dumbass hanging from a chain in a smelting plant fall when he could have saved him. Yeah. That is how they defined killing someone now i think that's pretty up in the air but that's how they defined it that's exactly what batman did to rachel ghoul in the end of batman begins yeah that was a problem i had well yeah it, those movies were really playing loose with he doesn't kill people because it's like oh no i can shoot a million bullets that yeah. way but i'm really sure no one got hit you did know? you see the college humor sketch with Patton oswald as the penguin no. And bad Batman doesn't understand what death means. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like he's throwing batterings at people in their head and they're clearly dying. And they're just like, oh my God, you just killed him. He's like, no, he just went to sleep. He's just sleeping. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> he doesn't understand the concept of death. <laughs> I, I don't know if you did that purposely, but your oh my God sounded exactly like Patton Oswald. Like if we weren't talking about oh. him, I would have said, holy crap, that sounds exactly like Patton Oswald. Um, he's probably, mm, no, we're probably same level geek level, geek, same geek level. If we were, if we were RPG characters, we're probably the same, we have the same geek hit points. Yeah, I don't, I can't think of any evidence one way or the other. His, um, that, that riff that he did on Star Wars, like the expanded universe on whatever TV show that was. Well, that was was partly talent too. Yeah. That was really, because that was all improv. But the the, the sheer amount of facts he fit in together, nothing was too terribly obscure, but the sheer amount of facts he fit in and then made it into a cogent narrative that worked within the narrative structures of the universes he's combined. Yeah. Now the guy he's making fun of in that scene, that guy's way, he got way more geeky hit points than we do. Oh, I don't even know what that, I only saw that thing out of context. No, I'm saying that type of guy he was doing. Oh, 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 I thought he was like, oh, I thought you meant there was just a guy who would sit there and write Marvel Star Wars crossover fan fiction. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The only one of those I've ever read was actually really good. It was not Star Wars. It was, um, uh, Firefly Doctor Who crossover, mm. where Doctor Who uh, the the TARDIS ends up on uh, Malcolm's ship, and they get in an adventure together, and it was really fucking well done. Really, are you a Doctor Who guy? Are you a Whovian? Um, I'm a modern Whovian. I'm not. Yeah. I, I watched it when I was a kid. I do have fond memories of it, but I really couldn't give a shit. I up saw until an Chris episode when I was a kid. Down. I thought Doctor Who had a scarf all the time. Like that's Me too. Where that I was, was yeah. It was the guy with the scarf that's like that's got the British accent. That was my thing when I was a kid. Because yeah. you know PBS would sometimes show. That's how yeah. I saw Monty Python. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Um, before Comedy Central. But uh, 
there are I like to be a Renaissance man, I like to be a geek of all trades, but uh every once in a while I deliberately don't get into something because it's just fun to listen to someone else go down a rabbit hole that oh, yeah. you have no idea what they're talking about and they sound silly. Yeah. So Doc but in Doctor Who, I was uh, by the time I would have even gotten into it, I was late to the party, so yeah. I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna stay home from the party and just watch yeah. everybody else have fun. Yeah. There's a cool mashup that's come up in uh, talking about mashups. There's a cool mashup that's come across my radar recently. And if you Google this, listeners, you can find a ton of different pictures of it. It's a super hulock. Oh, yeah. I saw the I saw the one um, uh, kind of mock up uh, poster for it. Is there more to it or is that? Just yeah, a, no, I Google because um, I, I wanted yeah. to find that picture because that I retweeted on Insta from yeah. Instagram. Oh, I may have seen it from you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, there was a ton of them. Yeah. So that's evidently a thing. And that's Supernatural, Doctor Who, and Sherlock. Oh, so it's Supernatural is the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, Supernatural I've never seen a second of. It's not bad. It's very yeah. Buffy-ish. Oh, really? Oh. Um, with, but, uh, not you know, obviously less girl power. Yeah. Um, it, it's not bad. It's not bad. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It, they'll overact. I mean, it's just fun. Don't. It's not Shakespeare. I mean, yeah. it ain't awesome. But yeah, it wasn't really... Yeah, that wasn't on the list of possibilities. Of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, but it's not yeah. a bad. Well, if it's it's fucking CW, and usually yeah. they put out nothing but garbage. But no, it's very Buffyish. I would compare it to Buffy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was a pretty well, uh, Buffy season two and a half and up. Season yeah, three no, and up. the first season and a half sucks of Buffy. Yeah, actually, that's really they're figuring their shit out. Weeden thing where um, first season, season and a half, two seasons of Buffy kind of sucked. First season of Angel was most of the first season of Angel not very good. Um, the one with the chick that wipes her mind with what was that called? Um, Dollhouse. I Dollhouse. Could, I could not get into you know, Dollhouse. You know, I kind of forced my way through it because it was a combination. Of, I was sick, and then I just didn't feel like going out for a while mm-hmm. after being sick, so I kind of forced my way through. And by the time I got around to the end of that first season, start of the second, I was like, "Fuck, I actually really like this show." Okay. And it's again that thing with Whedon of, can you like maybe just start on the second season? Uh, yeah. Agents of Shield the same way where I actually liked it a lot more than other people did the first part of the season then when it started ramping up a lot of more people the wrap-up was really good but mm-hmm. god damn is that show boring i it's I, like it's written for 13 episodes but they they signed a 22 episode deal yeah i like it's so hard like i disagree with you but i actually agree with you like it just there's a subjective thing there's in my head tons like, of filler yeah. you cannot disagree there yeah. are tons <laughs> no, of ton right, of filler yeah. episodes but it just you know what it is i i kind of it's that Kevin Smith thing, and it goes to Joss Whedon. I don't care if all the characters are getting off clever one-liners. That's what people's complaints are. Like, oh. everybody's really smart, and everybody says clever shit. Well, cool. It's well-written. I don't... Like, I get it. You're not differentiating the characters or whatever. But you're fighting fucking monsters from space. You don't, like... You're not gonna... You're, you're, my My disbelief is not going to be suspended enough that I'm going to go, wait a second, your individualization of that character doesn't work. Because they're in ego and super ego. It's not showing up. <laughs> like, it's just... It's a fucking fun show. Well, it doesn't have to be fine dining or McDonald's. Yeah. It can be Applebee's. Yeah, nice. No, yeah. <laughs> I just want that's, that, that's all I want. I just yeah. want Applebee's TV. Yeah, agents of TGIF. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I don't remember how, where we started. Oh, we're just saying first seasons of Whedon. The only one that wasn't bad was was Firefly. Firefly, and even that one I went back and watched. And I'm certainly not saying the whole season was bad, but there was a couple episodes that that good, but kind of sat there like. Well, I think, I think, if anything, I think the part that, uh, really grabs people in the beginning, I think the part that people stick around for, and I think the part that helps let you forgive it a little bit is the premise, I think, is so good. Yeah. 
the the wild the mashup of the genres of the wild west and sci-fi and the whole idea of even how that came about was just so ingenious that yeah. i think that you're the time that you maybe tune out when there's a shitty scene or two you're still like contemplating like what the fuck would that be that's so yeah. fucking awesome yeah i guess they would still be wearing like because they even do like period dress at times and i've caught myself again during those boring those scenes that aren't that good going I bet they would still be wearing yeah. that shit. Like fashion really wouldn't come into play. Utilitarianism would be the the thing, and that's what it was in the wild. Yeah. Was and blah 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 blah. And so I think I think that's what allows you to sort of get over it. When you're watching Buffy, you're like you don't you're not comparing her high school to yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. Well, or I, asking yourself what you would do if you yeah. fought a bumpy headed vampire. Well, to be fair, in high school I did kind of identify as a vampire and have dental acrylic fangs, so I did. I can sort of compare it to mine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we're in a basement talking on a podcast it's not exactly shocking black news yeah, shocking, <laughs> shocking news that fucking, that was a nerd in high school um, there was a um, that's a goth yeah I know but I just went with nerd do you have, do you have those big pipe pants with the random chains everywhere no, I was I was a little bit more just the same as now, black jeans kind of type. But I did I did kind of goth it up a bit, you know, velvet shirts every now and again. Wow, um, but with I, frills. No frills, but I was but I was aware of what I was doing on a certain level. Like one, I thought it looked good. Mm-hmm. Still, kind of think goth dress looks kind of alright if you don't go over the top. Mm-hmm. But I understood that's maturity. Yeah, but I understood even then that this was kind of silly, but it was fun. I had friends that were like the oh the gothiness, like the like um, oh. um like uh. The, that guy from Lost in Space, who I believe is the first goth ever created. Uh, the Yeah, Mitch the doctor. Smith, yeah, Dr. Smith. Because wore crushed velvet <laughs> and uh, really into histrionics and a little bit of a pederast vibe to him. You know, just like, oh, Joe, the pain of it all. You know, let's listen to Bauhaus and dance. You know, but um, oh, I, I understood. I, I had friends that were that type. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you know, I, I did under, understand the facts. So yes, I can compare Buffy to my high school a bit, you know. I liked Firefly, uh, no aliens, which I thought one of the more brilliant things. Mm-hmm. And they make reference to it. They're like, oh, it's weird that we haven't run into aliens yet. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really fucking smart thing to do in mm-hmm. a space show. Who the fuck comes up with that? That's very smart for me. Yeah. yeah. No, well, it could be a matter of laziness. <laughs> they, uh, they didn't want the, the makeup budget. Yeah, you know, I hadn't thought about that. But it also yeah. makes sense that you would do it that way because, I mean, like, this, we all watch this cosmos. Yeah. There, the the space between planets is so large that you could colonize solar systems and still not hit anybody. Yeah. But they're not saying that they're not out there. Yeah. But out there is very large. Well, there's, uh, there, <laughs> it's a big out there. Yeah. Well, one, there's a big out there, and it's the time issue. This is one of the things that was more depressing things that I found out, not found out, but was pointed out to me and went, oh, shit. Where, all right, so if you have a thing like uh, the Federation or whatever, just anything with a cross galaxy span mm-hmm. being possible because communicating between those distances like time literally is relative so there's no way to say like i can call you at x because x's don't work so yeah. the one already falling apart there but then two the chances of two species being bipedal or whatever and having enough yeah. similarities to talk long shot at best but sometimes scientists say like you can the way that cells star trek would address that there were there were planets where the aliens yeah, were seated. yeah, yeah the, like just gas yeah or or i mean like they 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 took that into consideration. But I mean, even if you have the chance of meeting a civilization that you have the capability of communication, not like Hitchcock's had the galaxy had the hyper intelligent shade of blue, um, you're not going to talk to them. Mm-hmm. But finding something that you have any kind of resemblance to at, at a level where you can communicate, 
you now have to also have the really long shot of those two things coalescing, which your numbers are really low already, but huge universe probably can happen. But then you have to do it at the same time and meet each other at that time. Because if you go back, what, 10,000 years on our planet, we're basically monkeys. I mean, yeah, we're humans, but... Well, that's know. also something Star Trek would talk about. They would come across... I mean, that's what yeah. the Prime Directive was. And that was the idea of First Contact, was yeah. that you didn't even talk to anybody. We're not even going to talk to you until yeah. you've got warp drive. But that's what I mean. So the chances of, like, we're, like, exponentially getting more and more down the line of never running into somebody because... One, you have to one seed them, so they're going to be in the same area of the universe. So let's take the seeders out. Now you have to wait for cells to divide in a similar way, which scientists actually say that's somewhat likely, that just the way cells divide, this is an efficient shape to take, to have resources. So I think it would be way more, uh, I think, hypothetically, that it would would be way more um, likely that we would meet another species sort of bipedal would come up with a audible use of communication yeah. than a intelligent shade of blue. Yeah. Not that the intelligent shade of blue wouldn't exist somewhere, but I'm saying, uh, um, because I mean, it's not like we were in charge of our evolution. Yeah. So there was things that, that, that took part in that. We're not the only species that evolved. So there's other things, other examples of how that works too. Yeah. But you know, that gets on my nerves too with some of these, the sci-fi, like a av- fucking avatar. Yeah. When they design their zoology and they don't even fucking put any thought into it, it fucking pisses me off. The two fucking things that pissed me off by the yeah. goddamn movie was A, the helicopter lizard. Why the fuck would evolution create a helicopter lizard? I don't even remember there being a helicopter. It was lizard. a very small thing yeah. that only I picked out because I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> so it actually has like a, a helicopter propeller. One. Oh. He just and he spins. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't spin. The entire animal spins. Yeah. While the fuck would that come to be? Yeah. Like you gotta have some kind. And then what? And then and on the lazy design place, uh, their horses. You know, their their yeah, beasts yeah. of burden that would carry them around. So that you would know that it was a horse, they made sure to give it an extra piece of flesh where the mane would be. Oh, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I can get put it together. You're yeah. on a fucking animal that's bigger than you and carries you so you ain't got to walk. I got it. Yeah. yeah. Cheese and crackers. And again, people might be listening to this going, okay, crazy person picking out that small stuff. But, you know, design is yeah. a fun thing to me. And like I said, watching Firefly, it's something that I like to think about. So when people don't put any thought to it, it just pisses yeah. me off. No, no, I'm, I'm that Firefly. I'm a little uh, different on, but uh, Avatar, I am because I didn't. That wasn't a good movie. It was no. a good thing to look at. So when you're based, the premise of your movie is holy shit, look at this. You have to get the details right because the premise of the movie is holy shit, look at this. If the premise of the movie was a subtle change of a character over time via dialogue and interplay of facial reaction with other characters, I'm not gonna look for tiny things like that. I don't care if a glass of water goes up and down across the sea. That's not what that film's for. Avatar is there, so you go, wow, blue shit. That just lit up. And that immediately, to me, by the way, makes it a bad movie. I had a tech junkie friend of mine who liked tech and was into that, so he was just blown away by the technology, and that alone said, he said it made it a good movie, and I was like, movies are storytelling medium. So if you don't tell a good story, you just fucked up. It might look pretty, but you just fucked up. Look, Sucker Punch is my... And that's another thing to with Avatar 2. I don't give a fuck about jungles. Av- uh, Sucker Punch is my Avatar. It is a shitty fucking story, but it looks pretty. It's my flavor of pretty, yeah. though. I didn't see that one, unfortunately. That's the one where um, it's like the girls and they're in 
uh, kind of live in alter. I don't want to get. I don't even know so how that. to explain it. Uh, but that's the okay. Yeah, it's the story wise, it's yeah. Zack Snyder's version of Inception. Yeah, yeah, it's the confusing one <laughs> that they might be an institution, they might be sex slaves. Like it's yeah. yeah. Zack Snyder should not write his own shit. <laughs> He's not good at it. Oh really? Uh, no, he should stick to adapting. What else is he? Just like Tim Burton should not adapt things. Wait, Every one of that. his movies that are bad are adaptations. Planet of the Apes. Yeah, that was terrible. I didn't like Alice in Wonderland. Sorry. Not saying terrible, but not good. Yeah. Uh, um, Dark Shadows was not as bad as... I didn't think it was as bad as everybody else made it out to be, but it wasn't as best. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Oh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. You're per- you've, 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 you've got me on your side of this argument now. I had not put that... Well, Dark Shadows is good, too, because... The original material kind of blows. Oh, yeah, so yeah. It's, My dad watched it. I remember him taping it. <laughs> first run, sure. Still liking it now. No, That's like watching reruns of Dallas or well, something. You know they right? tried to bring it back in the 90s. Oh, really? Yeah. I like the Dark Shadows. The only thing I like about the show, and I found out, I'd never seen an episode, but apparently it had started off as just a traditional uh, uh, soap opera. There was no paranormal element. And it got really shitty ratings, so they just went, eh, we'll just make him a vampire. That's funny. Like, it was literally just... Regular, like it, it was Dynasty or, or General Hospital, and then just one day General Hospital is like, "Oh yeah, turns out we're all vampires." It's like, what's See, the I like the idea that Dark Shadows exists. It's one of those things I'm not going to watch and I'm not yeah. a fan of, but I love that it exists. Yeah, it. Yeah, I like. Oh my god, I live in a world with yeah. a vampire soap opera, and I'm not being hyperbolic and calling Vampire Diaries a vampire soap opera. No, this is a straight fucking yeah, yeah. soap opera yeah. with vampires. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is, yeah, this is not a cute usage of the term. This is literally a soap opera. I yeah. like that I live in that world. <laughs> no, that amuses me greatly that it exists. There, there are those, those kind of weird chunks of things. Like, I don't watch Adventure Time. Like Korean pop. Yeah. I'm not going to listen to it. Yeah. I like that it's there. It's a better world for it being there. <laughs> I said that, that adventure time. Like, I know people my age, I guess I don't smoke enough pop for that, but like, I'm happy it exists because it's like, what an incredibly fucking weird piece of like pop culture that exists and is very popular. Good for you. I will tap you on the head. I just, it's, I, it's, have you given a chance? I haven't given a chance yet. I didn't, I was like, I didn't really understand what it was when it started popping up in my yeah. sphere. I watched a bit of it and I, it, it's something about a post-apocalyptic, and the kid can be a girl or a boy, and the dog talks, and it's voiced by the guy who does Bender, but that's all I got. That's the reason I watched it, is, is uh, the, the Bender guy. I can't, um, Sizemore, I think, is the last name. No, it's um, not each John Benjamin. That's the other voice guy I like. Uh, <laughs> this is on my, when I, on my show when I like to go, if only there were a series of computers connected to servers yeah, that had information but, that we could easily access. But here's the problem. Someone should... <laughs> Someone should be answering this. He's he's, he's such a, a, a Benjamin. No, Ben. He did the voice of Joker in the Red Hood straight yeah, to DVD. Um, now I have to find this out. What uh, we're looking up? Um, adventure time. IMDb. I'm pretty sure he'll, he'll come up very early. Yeah, I, I would recognize it. It's um. <clears throat> but yeah, everybody loves it. But you know, then again, there's also bronies out there. I mean, so. But I'm willing to give it a shot. It does sound interesting. John DiMaggio. DiMaggio. Sizemore. I always want to call him Sizemore. DiMaggio. Yeah. Well, it's probably because... I gotta think baseball. He probably... It's probably (laughs) because you saw that uh, that pornography film with him where he's high on drugs and splayed across a bed with a half-turgid penis. (laughs) Tom Sizemore. I got it. That was a long setup. (laughs) Yep. Um, If I can make someone... um, If I can make someone... I was seeing... Tom. 
Uh, yes, if I could make someone come, and that's all I wanted out of my life. <laughs> Every day I've, I've looked into the abyss of my life and thought, man, if only these hands mouth or the combination thereof or even perchance to dream my genitals could make someone come, I would, I would love it very muchly. Uh, I was checking my phone not to be rude to uh, see if we had any audio issues because, well, apparently no one wants to talk to us. So I was saying if they were not, they're not audio issues. It was being pointed out that I am, in fact, drinking Wunderbier, Kolsch-style beer by Ninkasi. I have a podcast, and I do live shows every now and then lately. Hopefully, we can get back on track. It always be in live shows. But it does suck when, you're, when you constantly say, call in, but the listener has to pick up that no one's calling in. Oh, yeah, that's true. But if you stop saying it, then no one's definitely going to call yeah. in. Oh, yeah. So you- yeah, 503-468-6959. Uh, feel free to call in and say stuff to us. Uh, me, Alex, the host of the Alexcast, and DJ Riles with no glue in the beginning, host of BCX Radio. Riles. That's what I was trying to say. That was just, that was fat tongued. <laughs> okay. I sent the signal to say Riles. Like there was a Riles signal was sent. Uh, uh, no message had been sent. Um, and yes, yeah, so bcxradio.com. Mm-hmm. Look at me now. Branding. That yeah. you did get. As long as you get that, I don't give a fuck what you call me. Well, BCX, I got Beyond Comics Radio. Like I, that, the mm-hmm. whole concept I got. It's that I'm a mush mouthed idiot at times. And it's good you're doing much. radio. Yeah, it was a really poor choice of things. It wasn't my intention. I started I started to do, I come from a poetry background. I was trying to get used to re- reading in front of crowds again is how the show started. And then it just kind of spiraled. And the next thing I knew, I was hosting a show that like people listened to, well, a handful of people listened to, but more than I could just give up on. I was like, oh, crap. Now I'm stuck being the host. Like, I'm so second, Mike. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, back to the Colin thing. Like, you know that the listeners who listen to the podcast version are like, no one's calling in. Yeah. And not one goddamn one of you motherfuckers think, well, maybe I should catch a live show. Yeah. It's not, do you do it the same? You don't do it at the same time every time, right? No, I rarely go live. I just remembered this time because I got, uh, my old computer was broken. Uh, thank you, listeners who donated to buy the new one. Then now I can go live. So I thought uh, I should do that. That's kind of a tip of the hat that like, hey, you, I now have working equipment because of you uh but it turns out that means that um nothing to them at all yeah at the same time i call into none of the podcasts i listen to i do every now and again it depends on uh as i, was, oh, I think we're i forget if we said this on on air but i was going to call into yours when you're doing the batman anyway series quiz but it was the, the timing was off but i've called in before and i found that the combination of my awkward phone technique i suppose and a lot of podcasters are not used to taking calls mm-hmm. that it does not go smoothly well yeah. also too skype is a shitty program but hey, it's skype the best terrible. solution for what we do uh, i much prefer a thousand times over google hangouts is infinitely better than skype unfortunately no one uses it so mm-hmm. it is uh, skype the only thing it has going for it is that a lot of people use well, it. well it's like yeah. paypal yeah. Everybody uses it, but exactly. it sucks. Yeah. 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 This is exactly right. Yeah. Um, because I, I hate Skype. It is just, it is bulky, inefficient, drops calls. I think sometimes terrible. the way the, way the code's written is sometimes it has to switch drivers between audio or receiving the audio and sending the audio. So yeah. sometimes that can make the delay, which then can then make the audio, the conversation awkward as fuck. Yeah. Uh, I but hate sometimes it. it works great. But, uh, yeah. Google Hangouts. I love, like, if you go do the live one, like if you have multiple people on with cameras, Every time you talk, it'll switch the main picture for you. It is beautiful. You can add apps. Like, it is so good. And, of course, because it's so good, no one uses it, you know? The one time I used it, I guessed it on another show, and I don't know if 
maybe because the show was so bad, it left a bad taste in my mouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've had really good experiences with it. It's just other than it not being uh, use, it not being uh, as popular. And um, there's this weird YouTube integration issue, which I have, is that, and well, this is modern internet uh, annoyance with me, is that I don't want one thing to be everything. Yeah. So I would like to be able to have, I want to go uh, through Google, whatever, and I want to post it to my AlexCast YouTube page. The amount of fucking hassle it takes, because that's a pre-existing page, and then this, now I have to have Google Plus uh, page to... Because they're dying for everyone to have Google oh, Plus. the hours <laughs> I spent, I finally got a fucking, uh, a guy on a live chat with me from Google after like a four-hour wait. To be like, I, I need this to happen. Like, I, we've gone back and forth in emails or whatever with some other guy. I'm like, can you look up this number, like this this reference number? And it's like the easiest thing ever. Could you please, I'm typing this to them in all caps with exclamation points against all of my... I, I almost put a Hello Kitty emoticon at the end. That's how far away from my comfort zone I was. Yeah. And finally they did it. And then no one listened when I went live. But it did go to the right account. So in the end. <laughs> Don't you hate when you get someone like you've you've done research on the Internet for a problem that you have, no yeah. matter what it is. You've done research on the Internet. You've learned a couple of terms you didn't know before as far as what you needed to do, because sometimes that's the problem. I don't know what to Google because I don't know the words that everyone yeah. else is using. Um, but you've done some research. You're just missing this one component. So you then seek help from an actual person. And then when you meet that actual person, because they're not on context, they weren't sitting with you while you spent four hours researching stuff, they want to give you context. And so then it's an hour conversation of shit you already know. Yeah. When if they would just shut the fuck up, realize you're not a fucking dumbass, and just answer plainly the question that you ask. Yeah. The please skip to level five. Yes, I've restarted. Yes, you know, I, I, for work. I Go to a computer repair shop. Yeah. They're the worst. Oh, yeah. Because you spent time looking up. You tried to fix it yourself. You're obviously missing some key component that you just ain't getting. Yeah. So you break down, you take your computer to the computer repair shop, and then they want to tell you, no, you're wrong. That's yeah. not what's wrong. This is what, oh, I want to punch him in the face. Yeah, I deal with uh, at work because I work uh, at a print shop, and I just have to deal with Xerox customer service pretty often. Mm -hmm. And the amount of hand wringing frustration I have with them every time I call to the point that I just go, "Can we please skip to you sending a tech out?" I know. <laughs> I, I just say it to them like, "I've done all the things you're about to ask. I've been on this phone call probably over a hundred times at this point. I know what you're going to say next. I know what happens after there." I know who you're going to transfer you to after this if it goes one way. Just send a tech out. Like, just for the love of God, I don't have 40 minutes to deal with this. Yeah. I mean, I do. I just don't want to have 40 minutes to deal with on a phone with someone repeating the same fucking goddamn answers as they did the week before for the similar problem. Now, on the other hand, I sort of, th I sort of understand, because I can usually be less angry with someone if I understand where they're coming from. And I try to understand where everyone's coming from, because I'm, because so I'm not usually angry. But what I'm getting to is that, um, I sort of get where they're coming from because even though I have spent four hours researching things and looking into yeah. stuff and I'm not a dumbass, doesn't mean that the last 75% of the people they just dealt with weren't dumbasses. Of course. There are people who just don't know to Google. Yeah. Don't know to Google anything. When we got our iPhones, Stephanie was, my wife, Stephanie, was still asking me just dumb questions. And I'm like, Google it. Yeah. And now she don't ask me shit. <laughs> she yeah. she brings me information, you know what I'm saying? But people just don't even think to Google. 
We and we forget that living. I'm, just, I'm sorry. I hey, no, like, please, please. We forget that because we're podcasters. So technology and using the internet—that's a thing that we do on a regular basis. We, our workflow, our daily lives. There's an interaction with it on some level, even if it's a smartphone. But you forget that this town, having driven across the entire country diagonal, this town is full of shitty small fucking towns of people who don't even have Wi-Fi in their house. Yeah. And so, yeah, I can understand why those same people who frustrate the shit out of me, but they should just, uh, they should, just like I can understand where they're coming from, they should have been in my position at some this point. This is what I'm saying, is that I what you're saying is right, and I try not to get mad at them, but that's why I try to tell them in calm terms, I understand the things you're about to tell me. I've restarted, I check the error code, I like, just go through the list, like, that's the first seven things you're going to ask me. Now, let's just cut 17 minutes out of both of our days and go to the next thing. The next thing is you're going to send out a service tech. So let's just do that. I, 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 I just want a shortcut to, uh, like, I want the, the smart person phone number, not the general dumb yeah. person one. I just want an extension to, I assure you, I'm not one of those people that forgot to check if there's paper in there. Uh, I'm not calling a computer service hotline because my power's out and I'm confused about why my computer's not turning on. This is, you know, this is not one of those horror stories you read about on the internet. I'm a bright person. It's not happening. Please, for the love of God, help me. One of my earliest jobs working at Blockbuster. Yeah. And the funniest call I ever got was a lady who said there's something wrong with the tape. I said, okay, well, what, what's, what's going on? What's, what are you, what are we looking at here? She's like, well, it's playing on the TV. But everything's going really fast. There's no sound, and there's these little white lines oh, in the Jesus front. God, and I literally fell to the floor, laughing yeah. silently, <laughs> because. And then I was like, "You're in fast forward, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> Hit play. What's that? Okay. <laughs> See the big triangle. <laughs> Hit that, and it worked. It's just like, oh, it worked great. Thank you so much. Uh, and yeah. but that's yeah, that's the world though. You're absolutely right. We're the exception, not the rule. AOL still has millions of dial-up customers right now <laughs> in the country. They're making, they're a profitable Do company they? still. Yeah, they're I still, thought AOL was gone. No, it's still around. They're still making money. Well, I mean, at least, okay. The Time Warner dropped them, yeah. right? Let me see. Two years ago, this this fact is true. I haven't looked at that, <laughs> but like, but still, two years ago, still well past the fact. Mm-hmm. I mean, still, but they're still making money on dial-up internet and like kind of the sticks or whatever it is. So like, I get it. I just want an alternate, I just want an alternate phone number or a key, co- like maybe everybody that calls up, we can go. Oh, hi. I have this problem. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start. Cool. Okay. Now you know I'm, I'm of you. We're of the same ilk. Now let's start. I think talking. we just need to post a smart, a tech savvy safe word That's somewhere neat. on yeah. Reddit. Yeah. So that the only person that could even know about it is someone who yeah, yeah. travels in circles. Yeah. Certain circles on the internet. And so that way, when we do come across these tech people, we can, we can just go velvet sav. And they get it. They're like, okay, I got it. So what, what, okay, so you're not an idiot. All right. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you to turn it on and unplug it and plug it back in. Okay. Well, uh, it's the router chip. I don't know. Yeah. This, this, this would be a very useful thing. But of course, uh, the second anybody else found out about it, it would Conan spiral. would say it. And then some yeah. grandma would be like, uh, Velvet Sith? Yeah, it's spiral <laughs> to nonsense. And, 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 and again, uh, the, the agreed on wash masses ruin everything that we once had good. As my lamentations of previous uh, things of, I really miss the term nerd meaning something. 
there's yeah. whatever the big comic cons happening right now is it san diego one of them one just happened we just covered the yeah. uh, we summed it up this morning on my show yeah i uh, just watching uh, not watching but seeing some uh seeing some pictures and some videos coming out of it and i i didn't really pay attention I, I i watched a couple of the announcements you know nothing too too did major you see that wonder woman picture i did see the wonder woman picture which um my, i'm less hesitant about the casting of what's a gal gadot is that her name mm-hmm. um she does not look as tiny as no. as I. She was, was bulking up. Yeah, and she doesn't look like Wonder Woman to me. No. But she also doesn't look like. I mean, she is a tiny, tiny woman. Does she not look like Wonder Woman, or does she not look like an Amazon? Because those are two different things, really. Yeah, that's true. Um, we that's what we talked about on our show. Yeah. That that honestly, there's plenty of pictures of Wonder Woman that don't look very Amazon like. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily thinking Amazon because I know they can't cast someone like that in a Hollywood movie. So. Or if they did, it would be like this one-off magical woman that I don't know that we she have one right now. She wouldn't you know? be part of a trinity. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if one of those exists. Like one of you know, we're, I can't even. think Lucy of one Lawless could have pulled it off in yeah. her Xena days, but she's too old now. Yeah, that yeah, that would have been fun. But but um, and I but but at the same time, I think that this Wonder Woman looks very Xena. Yeah, she does. Yeah, the the, the costume design's good. I, it does look kind of Xena-ish. Colors are a little too brown for me. They want to. They love mutant. DC loves muting the shit out of everything. Just taking that saturation bar, and turn yeah. it to the left. I I had that thought, but I was just so kind of relieved that she didn't look like a tiny little mousy lady playing Wonder Woman. Because mm-hmm. the fact is, she's supposed to kind of go toe to toe with Superman. I I can't see a you know eighty five pound five foot three lady. A fast and furious girl. Uh, yeah. But in that picture, I was like, all right, I could see from the right angle, like, you, you shoot this right, I could see that she, her looking like some kind of fucking badass. But um, watching those videos from the, seeing the Comic-Con people that show up, it's like, we've crossed the Rubicon where more people at Comic-Con are attractive people than what Comic-Cons used to be. No. And, well, the, you know. Do you hear about the, the, the protest that happened? Yeah, I heard some reference to this, that there was a, some kind of feminist protest about, you know. It wasn't a feminist. It was for the cosplayers. Cosplay doesn't equal consent. That movement. You've heard about this? No, no. Evidently, there's a lot of fucking creep up. Well, here's the thing. And this is what we talked about on my show. Not saying that anybody deserves to be treated this way, but you're very scantily clad, dressing on, and dressing like characters that these guys have probably masturbated to more than once. The hentai is a thing, people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then you're crowding, you're going into a crowded room full of people who probably don't get out much. Yeah, because it because I so and so honestly, I just had this thought. Maybe the fact that they are getting harassed like this and touched and upskirt photos and yeah. stuff like that, maybe that means that San Diego's still full of nerds who don't get around girls. Because if it was all Hollywood people, they'd be okay with it. They've they've been to a beach, they've seen your bikinis. I I here's the thing is I think really what we're dealing with in this situation is like, I think partially is what you're talking about. Generally guys in a room with attractive women turn into fucking creeps. Most, at least from what I've noticed at bars and but the behavior they're talking about is yeah. a certain kind of creep. This isn't a, yeah. ever, like I talked about my experience being in a convention and seeing a cosplayer. Like I almost feel I, I want to look and appreciate what you did, but you are so unclothed and cleavage in my fucking face that I feel shameful looking for too long. Yeah, there's, but that's because you're a decent human. Uh, What we're dealing with is, like, talk to any woman that's ridden a subway ever. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. I mean, women are just harassed daily. Like, you know, men kind of are kind of plague-like in their 
Like it, it happens a lot. And it gets, of course, exponentially worse when well, you're. What is in it? A, one every three women have been molested in some. Yeah, form yeah, it's some like ridiculous, you know, ridiculously high number. So the Comic Con thing is like, yeah, it's a combination of one guys are creeps in 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 groups, mm-hmm. you know, and then on top of that, you're dealing with, uh, you know, the Japanese are otaku. You're you're dealing with basement dwellers. You're dealing with obsessive weirdos. And yeah, you're right. They're dressed as a character they've masturbated to. You know, it's, you know, there's a reason, you know, uh, Sailor Moon or whatever is dressed like a schoolgirl. Like that's a, that's a fetish. And, you know, well, you might culture, like you know? these women. And see, I, see, I, the one, one part, one feminist ideal that I, I've never claimed, uh, agreed with. Because I wouldn't say that I'm a misogynist, but I also, I mean, like, cause I just don't care. Like, yeah. I, like I don't treat women badly. I don't treat yeah. them as lessers. They're just girls. What's the problem? Yeah. Um, but my thing is like uh not only you, oh sorry yeah, so let, me reorder, back let me reorder yeah. the thoughts yeah. the feminist ideal that's put out there not every feminist agrees with this either is that you can empower yourself through your sexuality i've never really agreed with that because i think that puts you in more situ in more submissive situations than dominant situations than you think it does um yeah i yeah, I, I tend to agree with that to a certain... It's one of those things of... I've been talking to somebody about this, like that whole set and setting thing where it's like, yeah, if we lived in the world where you're, the logic that you just put out is logical, like, yes, like, you can empower yourself through sexuality, it makes sense, but unfortunately we live in a world where, you know, 33.33% report molestation, let alone the number. So, like, you're living in a world of potential attackers more often than not. You're not in the position to... You know, in the same way, like, I'm not in the position to stand up to, like, some giant jock guy that's, you know, calling me a fag. I can't go, no, sir, I am not, because that's a painful <laughs> word. And because I am powerful in my opinions, you will back down there. No, I'm going to get my teeth punched down my throat. Well, really what it is, is you're, uh, to take what I said and, and mold it to the big thing, really what it is, is you are, if it's a male-dominated world, and males love to use sexuality to sell things, to in- interest one another in things. And you're dressing as characters that were probably created by males, if not created by males, yeah. used to entice males in some fashion. And then you're trying to take that character and empower yourself through it, through your own sexuality and its sexuality. Basically, um, that's like LeBron James trying to empower himself to uh, NBA owners. You're you're really yeah. you might be really good. But you're really good at their game. Yeah. So it's like you don't really have too much power. So that's one of the other reasons why I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, but I mean, you're. I don't. If I go to a sketchy neighborhood, I'm not gonna. You know, I'm expecting to be in a. You know, have yeah. to be defensive. That's. But this, I did say that on the show today. But but this is and this is the problem. And it, it this is one of those things where it's like the fundamental fucking suck of this world is that what we're saying, although true, is such. Fucking horseshit. Like, we shouldn't... I know this is the simplest statements ever made by any human ever, but we shouldn't live in a world where women have to think of us as as predatory beasts. But unfortunately, we live in a world where women are safer thinking of us as predatory beasts. It's fucking horrible. And it sucks because, like, I want to fight against it, but it's like... I mean, the fact is, if I take a second, sit down, think about my friends, think about, you know, my family and people around me, it's like, yeah, men are pretty fucking horrible. So, So... and it sucks because it's like you're saying, oh, we have to change our behavior because of these shitty people. And it's like, 
you're right, but it's the same way that communism works. Like, communism makes a lot of fucking sense. Great and then when paper. it starts happening, it's like, oh, God, this is, everything's going wrong and things are exploding. Where it's like, yeah, you should be able to empower yourself sexually. Like, sexuality should be empowering. And, and it absolutely can be in huge quotes because it's also can't be because you're putting yourself in a situation that's horrible. And it sucks because even putting yourself in a situation is such a negative term against a woman. Because it's saying like, oh, well, look at you, it's you're your putting fault. yourself But that's not there. what I mean. No, yeah. no, I know that's not what you mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, we, you get stuck in this really sticky kind of quagmire of like, you know, these, it's, 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 it's one of those, you know, well, you knew I was a rattlesnake when you picked me up kind of things, mm-hmm. you know, it, where it's like. Fuck. The frog and the scorpion. Yeah, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be scorpions. We shouldn't be fucking rattlesnakes. Well, you know? we came up with two yeah. solutions because I don't think that they deserve it. And I don't think that anybody's necessarily, they're not asking for it. They don't walk in going, I'm going to dress this way because I want someone to fuck with me. Yeah. But I'm just saying to be surprised would be a little naive. But we can't, I think we can fix this problem. I think this is fixable. And the two things that I said is A, San Diego and the conventions can set up a registration for cosplayers. And that way they can be then not being paid, but can be paid, they can be, um, protected under the policies of the same things that the guests have to go through. Like they can't be harassed in a certain way. Cause right now, evidently the policy is written, um, don't act any way that's not socially acceptable. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? But they can have a lot more black and white policies if they're part of the convention. Oh, like they can yeah, yeah. still pay for their ticket, but no. they just have to register as a cosplayer. Uh, it, that, if that can't happen, a way that all of us can fix it, if, and it sounds fucking stupid, see something, say something. Yeah. Right now, these guys are touching the girls. They're taking upskirt pictures. They're fucking doing all this shitty stuff because they think all they have to look out for is their victim and any security that's walking by. But if now all of a sudden, all you got to do in a sea of people, you don't have to identify yourself. In a, you, all you have to do is in a sea of people just yell out, hey, yeah. douchebag, everybody will look at what's going on to assess who the douchebag is. Cause they're, they're worried they're the douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if you see something, say something. And then these do these fucking creepos will, will realize that, Oh, I've got more people to look out for. I'm not sure if I can get away with this. And I, I'm, I don't think that number, I don't think it'll ever stop because you're always going to have creeps, but I do think that number will go down. Yeah. No, they're both good ideas. Um, I actually, I hadn't thought about that whole registering thing. That's actually quite smart because then, yeah, you are actually protected as if you like you're in a business situation where so if some guy can creeps on you, like they can be summarily thrown out. Your word over there is like this is so that's yeah. And then you know, and uh, for the guy, well, you know, and there's plenty of these cosplayers who have been in these who go to tons of conventions. The people who run the conventions have seen that name over and over again, so it wouldn't take much to vet them either. Yeah. If you needed a vet. I don't even think you'd need a vet no, I don't think you, no, just, you know, if you're going to be, if you're showing up as a, co- you know, in a costume, then you throw your name on a list and, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I think there's a lot of safety involved there that's cool that, you know, and you actually get protected. You actually would be like sort of under the umbrella of their insurance more. So even if, yeah. even if it's a guy that puts fucking bubble wash on himself and calls himself the silver surfer, like he's yeah. not a true cosplayer. Like, so what? You've got one more person that won't yeah. get harassed. No, it's true. Yeah. No. Yeah. Even on that level, like if you want to wear like, like if a guy's wearing just to go on the other side, like if a guy's wearing like a, a, you know, a gender defined costume. Uh, if he gets fucked with in any way, then he's protected, you know, not to just throw it all on the, the, you know, the females need protecting. Cause it's not like you need protecting. It's just, it's a shitty situation. And, you know, trying to make the best of it is not, 
it's one of those things where it's, you know, I like I want to petulantly stamp my feet and tell men to stop behaving this way. Like you, mm-hmm. you are disgusting and you're ruining everything. And basically, you know, by the way, what you're saying is, oh, I'm not bagging this chick. Like, I'm not going to be able to I'm not going to have a relationship with this girl. I'm not like, you know, the whole thing that that <clears throat> let me let me sort of give some more context what I'm thinking. So that because that sounded very creepy. Um the whole reason why you even feel like being a creep is because you're aroused. So the, even the whole idea that gets you to want you to do these things is to mate with this person. Well, by being a creep, you've just completely ruined that from ever happening. Yeah. But That's sort of a sketch of a thought. I might not articulate no, no, no. it well. You, no, articulate it well, but you're giving, you're giving self-awareness and moment awareness <laughs> to, a, to a person that is not self-aware momentarily. That's aware. true. If someone like... I don't, and and this might be naive of me, but I don't think if someone had the thought when they're about to rape someone going, if they have the thought, oh, I'm raping someone, I'm not sure a lot of them would continue that. It's, they're in their animal-based teeth-gnashing. I No, but I mean, they're not thinking they're a rapist. They're thinking, oh, I'm going to take that pussy or whatever that disgusting phrase oh, is. Oh, okay. But I'm saying if you actually, like, if, if it occurred to them, like, if that, that level of language is something that they could hear or, like, in their head would process... Like, you know, like, like it's the thing is, you know, all good villains think they're the hero of their story. So this is somebody that's like, yeah, I'm a big, strong, virile, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, if they had the moment of clarity, that moment of thought while they're doing their actions, I think not every time, but a lot of times things would not proceed as shittily. But again, you're trying to apply logic to an illogical situation. You, you can't. Well, it's just ne- like catcalling your girl. Yeah. That- what fucking girl? You show me one goddamn couple that has a... Uh, uh, how we met story that start with starts with well it was a hot day in July yeah. I was walking past the construction site <laughs> or yeah. I was walking to the taco stand and this yeah. cholo started yelling at me through a, yell, a, a <laughs> low rider yo mommy you look so fucking hot <laughs> and I was just like you know what I think I could get the sky chance yeah I think there's something there we had a moment <laughs> Gr- grandma how'd you be poppy well you see he put he put his fingers to his mouth like it was a V, like it was my pussy, and then he started <laughs> waving his tongue around. I'm like, wow, he probably would perform cunnilingus as well. I'm going to go talk to that obviously erudite fellow, and we're going to have a nice conversation with each other. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, I'm, and so it's the same thing. I like to apply logic to that situation. Yeah. But again, it's, you know, yeah, it's logical, <laughs> illogical situation. You know, it's, it's one of those... It, animals attacking one another and it sucks because i also don't want to shit on men like i most of my friends are really thoughtful like mm-hmm. passive i i don't know anyone that's committed a violent crime towards a woman yeah like i mean i know Me of them, but i mean i've never been and i wouldn't be friends with them but like it, this is not like a group that hang out like there's plenty of decent human males and i'm biased by this but my social group <laughs> are those well realize that the numbers of these things molestation or harassment are very high and they're higher than there should be but that's because one is too high the number just one of them happening is way too high but that's out of a lot of people you know what i'm saying the the it's not like one out of one we said that one out of three women yeah have been molested or harassed in some way that doesn't mean one out of three men is a harasser or a molester. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's the minority, the outs, not, it's the active minority yeah, yeah. that sort of makes it look shittier than yeah. it actually really is. Yeah. No, I mean, this, this goes, this goes to, uh, 
the the racist uh, stuff in our society too. Like, uh, you know, all all black people are these gangbangers and thugs. That's like two thousand yeah. people in one state. I mean, as far as like like population, or all white like, people are racist. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 such a small number, but it's it's a vocal number. Going to um uh this this goes to we're, we're referencing uh, Christians earlier. The the idiot Christians are really ruining it for the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Like I've never known someone. Well, not never. I actually know a few now. But like that whole six thousand year old thing. Like that's like four people. There's but they they keep they're really loud. But most Christians just are kind of cool and they go to church. Like it's yeah. just that's just what they do. It's more habit. A lot of them don't even really believe all that much. Like they just yeah, that's what I do on Sunday. Like it's perfectly serviceable, community oriented thing. But somehow the the argument is, you know, science versus religion. Like that guy arguing Bill Nye, where it's like, don't have an argument with him. He's a fucking idiot. It's like trying to talk logic to to a to a fucking you know a seven year old or something. Where it's this, these are two non comparable things. But they're so loud that it's like, well, all Christians are God hates God hates whatever you know the felt ropers or the six thousand year old you know Earth. But that's what, maybe 5%? Even yeah. when I was in the thick of it, I never cared about the beginning or the ending of the Bible. Yeah. Who gives a shit? That's the, You yeah. can't prove it. I mean, like, even beyond the faith shit, you can't yeah. fucking prove it. Like, who gives a fuck? They were look. they were both, both of, both beginning and ending, the creation of the world, the destruction of the world, are, were, even if it was written by, quote-unquote, God-breathed men, God speaking to these men and them writing down what they heard or yeah. saw or witnessed or whatever on the power by the power of God, they were still looking at shit that they had no context to understand. Like yeah. there's a there's a verse in Revelations where John the Baptist says, uh, a metal hornet. Yeah. Now, that could be an actual metal hornet. Because we don't know when that's gonna happen. This could be two thousand years from now, and we've got fucking metal hornets flying around like fucking Terminator. Yeah. Or it could be a jet, a fighter jet. Because to a person yeah. who's a shepherd in the middle of fucking nowhere, that looks like a metal hornet. You know what I'm saying? And even the creation of the world, yeah, same same thing applies. Well, this is what do they know that nothing looks like for all of a sudden there to be creation yeah. to be able to explain it to you the way that it makes sense. Well, that's that's a, that's the thing, especially the old the whole literalist interpretation of the Bible is really recent. Like. Mm-hmm. No one thought that book was real. It's they're metaphors. They're, it comes from the Judaic tradition where you tell parables and stories to teach moral lessons. No one that wrote that book down or believed in the early days actually thought uh, Jesus put demons into a pig and ran him off a cliff. Like th- you know how he like walked around teaching parables? It's because he's a fucking Jewish teacher, and that whole first chunk of the book. These are, these are metaphors to understand the universe that is not understandable. These, this is not a literalist thing. So that's what kills me about this whole thing of why are you on TV if you think the Bible is literal? Like you, I mean, I'm pretty sure that counts as blended fabrics. Well, like, even the New Testament, it was, it's not like they, they hung out with Jesus and wrote a diary the next day. Yeah, it was 80 years later by people that, yeah, yeah. even the earliest one. Yeah. The, the, the guy who finally decided to sit down and write one, yeah, it was like 80 years later. Yeah, well, that's, that's what people don't understand too about the Bible is when they say like the book according to Mark, according to John, that doesn't mean the guy John in that book wrote it down to me according to his, it's an oral tradition of the area. So the book, according to, was written down. So, like, I would say, um, if I was recounting what happened at uh, a, a sports event last night, I would say uh, uh, the book of the Portland Timbers. 
now I, the Portland Timbers didn't write it. You know, it's a book according to the Portland Timbers because that was the tradition. And I wrote down what I, you know, it's being passed down the observations. It's not the actual Mark didn't write shit. Timothy didn't write shit. And people kind of miss that. And they also miss the whole thing where there's contradictory things in the book. And that's fine because it's not supposed to be taken fucking literally. Like there's, if it is, it's a really bad book. If it's not, then it's a book of, you know, folk wisdom that you can take wisdom from and it's fine well my uh what do you call it not redemption there is an r word for you changing the way you think god damn it anyway what started for me was realizing that the bible that that the bible it was i did have to dismantle the bible a little bit for me to get away from that way of thinking and start broadening my horizons a little bit on what I thought about the universe and the world and theology in general. Yeah. <clears throat> and for me, the main thing was just like, um, this, it was decided that this was the canon based on people that were part of an institution that I've never been a fan of. So what they're, what they're, what credit do they, yeah. like the, 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 the Catholic, Catholic committee that got together and decided these were the books of the canon. Yeah. I, I hate Catholicism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Catholicism, not Catholics, blah, blah, blah. But I hate Catholicism. So why the fuck would I listen to anything they had to say? Yeah. Uh, as, now, as far as this is the absolute truth and these are the absolute books and that gospel of, uh, of Mary Magdalene, that's bullshit. And the gospel of Thomas, that's bullshit too. So it's like, why are they bullshit? Yeah. You know, so it started there and then, then spiraled from there. But yeah, like, now, so you every were, jot and tittle ain't fucking from God. Yeah, that every jot and tittle is the one that, uh, yeah, that's that's the thing that throws me. Because I like uh, I like Jesus, like uh, those red letter Christians that are like they <laughs> they they just grab all the uh, the shit Jesus actually said. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, I know this because that's every religion. Hey, look, that's Buddha. No, it's Christ. Yeah, they said the same thing because you know, uh, loving thy neighbor as you love yourself. Really good plan. Uh, rich people tend to be cunts. Like these are all pretty fucking straightforward things, but. So uh, I was never, I never got myself fully vested in belief. I tried to for a while. I've been studying this shit for a long time. The thing that throws me is in the first fucking book, there's, it's, it's God creates Adam and Eve from mud, but then he also created Eve from a rib from Adam. Right there, as someone that likes storytelling and writing, makes me think, oh, there's a serious narrative flaw in this. And we're not past the first fucking book yet. And at that point, I'm like, all right, forget it. All right, I'll, maybe I'll just press on. And then you say the word begot 1,400 times. This book blows. So I could never really get into it on a... But, you know, grabbing bits and pieces. There's some fun stories in there. You know, good traditional wisdom. When I did believe in every jot and tittle and stuff, but I was doing a Bible study with a bunch of punk kids who didn't go to Bible school like yeah. I did or a, a Christian high school like I did, but then we would read the Bible. And I still had a very liberal take on everything. I'd be like, the whole point of the Bible study is they would ask me questions and I came from a place that uh, would just tell you what the Bible meant. And I didn't like that even when I, again, when I was in the thick of it. Yeah. Um, so we would read a passage and the question was always, and there was never a definitive answer. Why did I, that was weird. There was a never, there was never a definitive answer, but I was always like, so what does this mean to you? Yeah. You know, but even when I was in the thick of it and I would say, you know, I, cause I, I, so I had the arguments against why it was every jot and tittle. I would say, well, it doesn't matter if it's every jot and tittle. 
we know that the Bible's true because we can take we we can take some of the verses and apply it in real life and it checks out. We know that what we sow is what we reap because we've seen what we sow is what we reap. We've seen cause and effect and stuff yeah, yeah. like that. So that's what I would always push. No, but what about the shit that just like directly contradicts each other, like in the book? I don't I mean, care. I never cared about I it. I know. That's the that's the, the John Tittle side of it. It's like I, I'm fine with believing in religions. Like I, I couldn't care less. It's it's when you um, it's when you have a structured like this has to be this. That's where I immediately I can't belong in clubs. Like if someone tells me how I have to behave, even if it's a way I want to behave already, I immediately go no, no fuck you. I'm good. Like I don't. So um, that's in Romans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's a but the thing is, it's if you believe in every. Every word of the old book, you you believe in selling your daughters into slavery, killing most of your friends, and that somehow there's multiple origin stories in the same book that is one truth. And then in the New Testament, there's a lot of shit that got really mucked up. Like, there's two feasts of loaves and fishes that, or they fucked up the numbering, you know. <laughs> there's a few of those that are like uh, one book Jesus doesn't actually come back like there's 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 a few like pretty major major you know plot points you know this isn't like the Avengers where you can kind of close your eyes and go alright really this plot doesn't make a lot of sense but I'm cool this is fun like that book is like wait why did he dies to save us that's logically we didn't even set up why that throughput works like you you need to elaborate that the lamb is an Old Testament thing and that you're actually being a sacrificial lamb on an altar the altar being the you didn't even go into that like you have to be much more clear this book blows like your your narrative structure is lacking sir and that's why it was I can't written be by cavemen who I, heard about shit that's what i'm saying so if god wrote it man like god he really sucks at writing well i mean it's dan brown i would say this in the bible study too the bible study was important to me because it was the first thing i did religiously outside of that high school where everything was very like i said told to you what to believe you know so I might reference it a couple of times while we're talking about this. But I would tell the kids in the Bible study, I'm like, look, if you want to talk to somebody about the Bible, you can't use Bible verses. That's dumb. Yeah. Because the Bible, the only reason why people think that every jot and tittle is because it says itself. Yeah. Now, that's not a valid argument. Because if I told you, um, Alex, I'm Batman. Yeah. And you said, well, no, no, you're not. How do I know that you're Batman? Well, I just said I'm Batman. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what yeah. happened. Like, the Bible's true. Well, how do you know? Well, because it says it is. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> this, this is why I have a problem with Bill Nye arguing that guy, uh, the Christian scientist, where it's, you can't win because their argument is based around, their, their fundamental principle. But not argu- all of them. And that's why it's a good thing yeah. to have those arguments with those people. And, but I would say for more for their, in that guy's, that guy's arena. Yeah. So stay in that guy's arena, be in a wake team. Because, yeah. Not every person who believes in the Bible or goes to church or is a Christian is unlogical person. There are logical arguments that have been created to argue the things that we're talking about right now that we think is so fucking simple and in your face. Yeah. And honestly, it took me a lot of time and contemplation and just thinking on my own to come to these conclusions that I've come to. And, and I have no doubt for you as well. So it's like, so these people are sitting around going, no, this is true. The Bible's true. And there's a logical reason why in here it is. My dad considers himself a super logical person, but he would logically argue with you on these things. Yeah. So if you go into their arena where you're surrounded by these logical Christians and then you give them a logical argument as to why these things are logically wrong, you do have a chance of turning some of those people around. Which, which no, I'm absolutely fine with that. What uh, my issue is. You're giving credence to Christian science by allowing them to argue with Bill Nye, the science guy, this man that supposedly is an arbiter. Well, you arbiter. can't be a dick about. No, but that's what I mean, but you're an arbiter of science. 
So by allowing them to argue in your symposium, you're, you're saying that you are on my level, that yes, your science is something that can be argued against using our science. Have you ever argued with a moron? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know how diplomatic you are, but when, even when you're arguing with a moron, there are, it, there's no point in talking unless we're actually each person's listening. Yeah. So even though I'm talking to a moron or arguing with a moron, I have to make that moron think that I think that we're on the same level or I have to come down to his level. Either way that he thinks that we're peers now yeah. so that he can hear what I'm saying. Well, that's all that is. Well, that's the thing, but you're, you're, without well, you, but I think the assumption is that's people that watched it. I just mean that to most people, the people that don't know that, you know, what fast forward is or that need those first five steps in, in, a, in a phone call to get tech help is they just see a Bill Nye versus Christian science. They go, oh, well, there's an argument that's valid. Like it's, it's Rocky versus Apollo. Would it actually should be, you know, Rocky versus a five year old girl with some form of palsy? Like it's, these are not equivalent things. Now, if you want to argue the book versus the book, you can. If you want to argue science versus science, you can. But you can't argue the book versus science because those aren't valid things. It'd be like saying, no, my orange is orange because orange, but, but my apple is apple because of apple. But it's yeah. for those people that they haven't built. I mean, that's yeah. why Bill and I did it. Yeah, I just it's the, the, the end result. of it. I just think that's just more because also, good, too, yeah. what you're expecting. But what you but you, what you would like to happen even though you don't want Bill Nye to be on the same stage with this guy yeah. is what you would like to happen to someone to read the Bible, read the science book, yeah. put them, put the thoughts together and come up with a conclusion. Well, people are dumb and lazy. So what they, yeah. what Bill Nye's figuring is like, well, if I put both in front of their face at the same time, sort of like Neapolitan ice cream, yeah. then they can make their choice. Would you, I, I can urge more people to I make would a just, choice. I would prefer like, there's a lot of people that raised Christian and then eventually became scientists or became somebody in the scientists, sciences. I would rather have one of them that can have book, chapter, verse Did on the, hand. Do you know that that didn't happen to Bill Nye? What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. I think I misunderstood. So let me know. No, no. I mean, let like, me not interrupt you. Yeah, no, what I, mean is, <laughs> what I mean is instead of instead of going, well, all right, the reason that the Earth can't be 6,000 years old is because of every science ever. Like it, you could go, well, the 6,000 year old thing came from, you know, 300 years ago as a Gregorian monk that added the ages up. Um, you can say that, well, one book has this story, one book has this story. Let me give you book chapter, you know, book chapter verse. Um, these are disagreeing things. Therefore, you adding these ages up or you're adding the ages up from a flawed book. I can show you it's a flawed book because there's two, a disagreement right here. You don't need to go into carbon 15 dating or whatever. You don't need to bring the science. Like, I'd almost rather have uh, an ex-theologian or a theologian that believes in science like they used to, like back in the Renaissance where pretty much all the Christians were the one that came up with cool shit have one of them be the side of science. They'd be like, look, they don't need to disagree. C.S. Lewis. Uh, if C.S. Lewis did that, yes, because I actually don't know enough about him. Well, for him, him actually, it was the other way around. Yeah. He became a believer through trying to disprove it. He oh, talked okay, himself yeah. into it. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> that would be aces. If someone gets talked to, like, I'm not trying to win for the scientists. I just mean I would rather have an argument be on a level that works. So have, well, all you're asking in one person is what Bill Nye did in two people. Well, no, because Bill and I would go, you know, you go, well, the Bible says this, and then he'd go, well, no, that doesn't work because the Bible said it isn't an argument in a scientific structure. What I would like is when the guy goes, the Bible said this, someone could go, well, the Bible also says these two contradictory things. So if you're expecting truth from a book, 
with contradictions in it. Like what I would like to have. They've heard is, that argument and they've already they've already thrown it out. Oh, all right. So yeah, you can't I, go back there. Okay, it's not I like, guess. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like you don't understand how uh, that cr- the whole time Christianity has been around, there's been someone going, it's bullshit. Yeah. So that means it's for that long a time they've been coming up with arguments as to why it's not bullshit. No, but I'm talking about the literalist. Every word is true thing because that's relatively recent. Like, it, it but was, they've heard yeah. they they will. I mean, I can't. Yeah. I don't. They will. They will tell you why they're they don't. Um. I forgot the word that you just said. <laughs> they will tell you why the two verses don't agree. Yeah. They'll, they'll have a reason. Yeah. They've had, they've heard the arguments. Yeah. Again, I, these are not all dumb people. Oh no, I'm not, I'm not presupposing dumb. And I'm not saying that you are saying yeah. I'm dumb, but I'm saying like, these are smart people that are just as smart as you, as, as you are that have come up with the same kind yeah. of arguments for the other side. No, but what I, I'm not necessarily saying the argument gets won. I just more mean the majority of people that would listen might not know that there's two different accounts of the creation of man and a uh, man and woman in Genesis. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wasn't aware of that until I kind of I went back and read the book. I'm like, hey, wait a second, you already told this story and it was slightly different. You know what version? They'll go. On, they'll do that. Oh no, but what I mean, no, no but that's the arguers. I'm saying the 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 mass populace that goes, oh wait a second, in my Bible, and then you go, well, there's two different Noah's arks too. You know, one as uh, groups of seven and two, one as all groups of two in your book, and then you know. I'm seeing the mass. I know there's an arguable point, like you know, fucking. There's seeing Thomas Aquinas. Like there's vast volumes of of ways to argue it. But most people aren't going to read vast volumes of things. Most people aren't going to even bother to read the Bible. They're just going to show up on Sunday because that's what Papa told them to. Those are the ones. Which is that also think, yeah. part of it. So an argument's yeah. not necessarily going to do anything. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's. They yeah. want to believe in it. Yeah, and the, I guess it just comes back to the original thing of well, then don't argue with a scientist. You know, like it's. If the argument is going to be fruitful, there has to be a receptive audience. The receptive audience that will believe in science already believes in science. But people yeah. who want to believe in something and you're coming around and telling them that they're wrong for doing it, the the reaction usually isn't, um, well, I'm not going to argue with you. Usually it's anger. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I would never tell somebody they're wrong for believing something. I would just point out that the specific style of belief isn't actually in the book they're talking about. That book doesn't say the world is 6,000 years old. It's not there. Like... You're not believing in contextual. It's like knowing a Bib Fortuna in in uh, in Star Wars. They don't say his name in the movie. We just know it. Salacious Crumb. We just know that name from either maybe in the credit sequence or probably from the toy box. But either way, it's not actually in the film. I would listen to you if you go, "Hey, do you know why you know that?" It's because you were indoctrinated into it. And I go, "Oh fuck, that's actually true. I I that name wasn't in the film." Holy shit, my eyes have been opened. By the scales have been dropped. I am now a Jedi. But I mean, religion was created for people who wanted to easily navigate their universe. Yeah, no, I, it's true. I just, I just suppose. I, I mean, I guess it just it sets everything in order that they yeah. don't have to think about. It's like a pre-made. If if your if your worldview is a house, it came prefabricated. Yeah. No, I, I moved into a trailer. No, I <laughs> I dig that, and fucking, it's probably pretty comfy. It's just. I suppose it just the futility of the argument kind of annoys me because it gets I, I just teaching creation of science in a, in in schools is absurd to me, and now we have to have an argument about it. I'm cool with you believing in stuff like if you want to believe in whatever you want, like yay, don't hurt anybody, aces. Like I've just as long as no one's getting hurt in the process, cool. Like go go forth, do whatever you got to believe in. I'm I'm really happy for it. But when it starts showing up in science books or, or you know, uh, public schools and then, you know. The, but that's yeah. going away. I mean, like all that oh, bullshit. See, I, I've actually heard it's growing in popularity. <sighs> that's the, I mean, that's the thing. That's I my, doubt yeah, it. Yeah. 
I, I hope. I mean, right. maybe yeah. in Texas, yeah. where they rewrite the textbooks. Yeah, well, that's but there's I mean. plenty of other cities and states that look at that and go, "You're do- you're being ridiculous." Yeah, and you're definitely not living in one of those states where that's going to happen. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Virginia just yesterday repealed the the marriage law thing. Yeah. So I mean, like, progress is coming. It's not going backwards. Yeah. Well, it's just slow because people are slow and dumb. Yeah, which I'm fine with. People can be slow and dumb. It really works no, out we're well. No, we're not. You're yeah. not fine with it. No, I am. <laughs> and it's I'm just, not fine with it either. No, I, I am. It's not, you know because I tend not to interact with them the same way. That, <laughs> you know, that's just not my social group. But um, the religion thing is just not the religious thing, but there's multiple religions. It just seems to be. I guess it is just the vocal minority making a lot more huff. But there's way yeah. more people in the pews than behind the pulpit. Yeah. But who do you hear? It's true. The pulpits. Yeah. And nothing gets, but yeah, and nothing gets on my nerves more than a, a preacher who I don't believe believes he, that he heard the call. Nothing, yeah. nothing gets on my nerves. You could, Alex, you could walk up with, to me wiping crack cum from your mouth because you just blew a guy for a fucking vial of dope. And I would judge you less if you, unless, I would I would judge you less than if you walked up to me and told me you were the local youth pastor. Yeah. Then all of a sudden I'm watching every. Fu- I mean seriously, I've I've caught myself doing it. Like I'm watching how your lips move when you form words <laughs> yeah. when you're reciting verses to me. Yeah. Because I've just seen too many people. Look, it's one thing if you actually believe it, and I believe that you believe it, and I believe that you believe that God called you to do it. It's another thing that I'm related to people who do it because it's a job. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Because you're fucking with serious shit. Yeah. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly. That's those false guru people on the more, my, you know, I come from the more spiritual weirdo hippie side, but yeah, there's a lot of people that are just there for hippie chicks and making money. And it's, it is uh, a fundamental, you know, it's mind rape. It's just like, it is a, you were on a fundamental level, just, I, don't, I mean, it just, that's sin. I, I don't even believe in sin, but that's like, that is just the wrongest thing. You know, you're, you're. You're my favorite betraying their trust on, on a level that just should not be, you know. My favorite chapter in the Bible is James three. How I came across it was I was uh again I was in my more pious stage, I didn't curse, and I asked my pastor. I was like, my friends used bad words. What's a Bible verse that I could use to tell them to stop? Because that's a good argument. That's a good way to yeah. do it. No, sure. I didn't know any better. Yeah. And he tells me there's this verse. There's this verse in James three, and it says. And I'm telling this story because most people take this chapter out of context. It says that the tongue is set with the fi- with the fires of hellfire, uh, and 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 stuff like that. Well, I I took I looked at that. So at first, you first read that verse, you're like, oh, people say shit stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that means. The tongue is runs away with itself or something like that. It's been a long time since yeah. I've read this. Uh, but actually, if you read the v- whole Bible verse in context, it says, um, beware teachers. I'm just going to paraphrase. Beware teachers, for you'll be held more accountable than your students. A huge ship can be led by a small rudder. A horse can be led by a small bit. The tongue can run away with itself. It's lit with hellfire at times, and sometimes you forget. And basically, it's talking about people who lead people. Yeah. It's talking about the pulpit. Yeah. That they'll be held more accountable than the pews. And so that's really important thing to me. And I don't remember why I brought it up. It has context somehow. 
I think we we're just talking about how that how much that bothers us. The, the yeah, the kind of false prophets. It bothers the hell out of me too. And uh, I always so I when I found that chapter, I always that was like a mission statement for me whenever I did the Bible study or anything like that. Yeah, um, I was like, "There's none righteous, no, not one," which I think is from Romans. But I like that one because growing up Catholic, they say there's a, the, the only righteous man is the the Pope. And he's the mediator between God and man. And there's actually a line. I think it's in Romans. It says the one mediator between God and man, the man Jesus Christ. And growing up a Catholic where they're like, oh, well, that's the Pope's job. He's the mediator between God and man. It's like, wait a second. I've heard those words before. But they were in a different sentence. That was completely opposite the thing. Why are you blowing that guy? You know, <laughs> Catholicism, man. I, yeah, don't, uh, I don't understand how it works. Well, uh, you take ancient Rome and they ran out of ways to take over other places. And the Roman Empire turned into a very, very wealthy church. And, but, well, I mean, you don't even have to go looking far to find the contradictions there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like. Transubstantiation. Literally believing you're in the flesh and blood of the, yeah. the, 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 the Christ. Right there is enough to just be. I'm good. Like I, I really because this isn't metaphor. Like mm -hmm. this, this transubstantiation. Okay, and, and it was the Catholic board that put the canon together, and then yeah. later on they said, "No, wait, there's more with the apocrypha." And then they also add what the catechism is that what it's called the Pope's writings. Uh, I don't know. I didn't last that long to know the truth. <laughs> I didn't. I actually didn't get to confirmation. I got to like seventh grade, and I was like, you know what, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah, but. I did, I did get dunked in water and had to do first holy confession, which was really great. It teaches you a lot about, uh, being righteous and how to, like, make up for your sins. Mm -hmm. Is that you stand in a box, tell some old man that's probably finger popped the kid, uh, your sins, and then you go outside and you say a rosary a few times and then your sins are expurgated. Yeah, like, cause that's what it says in the book. That's exactly the words of the Christ. That's, that's what he says is, you know, he says, go out onto the masses and then say shit in a box and uh, play with some beads and I'm good. Yeah. It's, yeah. Jesus had one prayer in that fucking book, and, you know, it wasn't the... the growing up Catholic fucks with you. A lot. I've heard. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even get into the church till I was 14, but I, it was Protestant. Yeah. I want to go to church out here because I want to see the difference between being in the middle of the Bible Belt. I've been here for a year and a half. I still haven't gone. I actually just walked by uh, in Sunnyside neighborhood. There's Presbyterian church there that's got one of those labyrinths in the basement, like one of those meditation labyrinths, and uh, there's a gay flag hung outside. You know, mm. gay pride flag, which I'm like, that's a Portland church. Yeah. I've heard from, you know, my friends and stuff again when I was in the thick of it who would, who would like come out west and they said it's a different ball game. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I haven't been, I gotta go. I would probably want to go Baptist at first just cause that's what, where yeah. I came from. So that would be the best way to sort of judge the differences. Yeah. No, for me, I'm, I'm cool. As long as you don't, you know, there's no pain involved. It's aces. Like that's the whole, like Jesus like that guy, but like, um, there's just way too much baggage for me so i just go i'll just listen to fucking buddha they say most of the same shit and buddhists haven't you know screwed up the world at least this part of the world as much overall if to give people context of where i'm coming from because i'm pretty sure they know where you're coming from if they've been listening oh yeah uh yeah i went to if anybody's ever heard of bob jones university it's in greensboro south carolina i never remember which carolina is what uh this is where phelps graduated from yeah <laughs> granted they're upset about that they're not as bad as he is but just to give you uh, some some context, um, my high school in Georgia was basically preparatory for this college. They wanted you to go to this college. Um, so it was very literal, very fundamentalist, um, Baptist. And uh, when I left, I sort of started thinking on my own a little bit. And I don't know what I am, like definitively. 
I've thought about it recently. I don't know what I am. I do think I'll probably always identify as Christian because when I've looked through the prism of theology and the universe and all that stuff, it was first presented to me through that. So I'll always sort of make a connection to that stuff in some way. And I'll say this for a shitty school like that. You will walk out of there knowing shit about the Bible. And then that comes in handy at times, like a conversation like this or anything or, 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 or against a Christian or whatever. Like it comes in handy. I think it's a yeah. good thing to have. Um, because most of the people you're going to come in contact with are either arguing for or against it. You just get on my nerves. I would come across people who are like, I don't like gay people. I'm like, why? Cause it's in the Bible that it's wrong. And I, and even when I, again, even when I was in the thick of it, it's like, where? Yeah. I don't know. Well, then don't tell people that. Yeah. Because if you don't know where, you just sound like an asshole. Well, it's Leviticus. Um, but I th- there's in Levi- it's in yeah. Leviticus and it's also in Romans. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they, it's also, you know, um, having that conversation, that person should have killed you when you questioned him because it says you, sh- I think it's what you're supposed to beat them with stones. They don't they, know that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's, yeah. When you start getting upset, it's like, yes, you believe in something I don't, but like your book actually says, like, any t- I have a friend who's, who's, uh, proclaims himself Christian rather often and you know he says he believes in the book and uh, like literally and I just I keep telling him like you're you're your book you're supposed to kill me it says it you're supposed to kill it says it in the book you're supposed to you're Je- not- Jesus <laughs> finished I mean I can yeah. tell you the argument Jesus Jesus finished the law oh no no I dig it's just one of those things because he'll, he'll pull some Old Testament shit out but it's like but you just you're picking and choosing oh I get it okay so that's why I can't okay I'm good I just I, I won't I won't do this argument then because I can't do a thing where I read the book and then you just decide which parts you're going to pay attention to. No, but Jesus said that. Well, right. that's the argument yeah, yeah. they would give you as to why they should read it literally. Yeah. If you don't read it, the argument is if you don't read it literally, then how do you know which part to take, to not take literally? Yeah. You have to take it all literally or all figuratively. And if you take it literally, do you know how much a fucking white daughter sells for? I mean, you're making huge <laughs> bank. Huge bank. I always skip Leviticus and yeah. Deuteronomy. Yeah, they were the boring as fuck. Yeah, and also <laughs> all that weird diet shit. You can't have self. Deuteronomy was like they would tell you which sacrifice to use for which sin. It's like yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'm not doing any of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's no fatted calf store in Portland. Like there's we can't. Again, my poor yeah. pious days. I would tell every. I would say like I hope God forgives me, but I hate Deuteronomy, Leviticus, and Revelations because yeah. nobody knows what the fuck it means or why it's there. And even if they do, they don't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, you always get, always get on my, like, I don't believe in, like, I can say right now, I don't necessarily, I don't believe in an afterlife. And I think it's very narcissistic to think of an afterlife. Because yeah. that means that you're a high enough being, why, why would there be an after? Like, I just don't understand why there would be one. Um, But even when I, again, when I was, when I was deep in it. I think it's just the best way to put it. Um, when I was deep in it, like I never liked the people who were always about like, if you died today, would you go to heaven or hell? Like, what the fuck's that about? Yeah. The fire insurance people. They yeah. used to piss me off too. Yeah. Well, that's the, those ones that fuck with me. Like I never was a believer, but at one point I did get the fear of hell in me so much that I started like talk myself into believing. I'm like, wait a second. I don't have any love for this. I just have fear of that thing. And it's like, ah, oh, you bastard. It's like, all right, now this is good. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, my spirituality is not going to be raised based around fucking penalty structures. You know, this is not insurance. This is supposed to, you know, enlighten me and make me a better person. Not, oh God, I don't want to burn forever. Cause you know, that's fair. Well, it's, you know, it's a lot of control and a lot of lack of faith. Yeah. Them. Well, they, you know, the empire never fell. Yeah. Faith, it's a lack of faith in the people and it's a lack of faith in their faith. Yeah. This is what I find. 
well, that's why I think we should all just have faith in the mighty Batman, which I believe this conversation, if anything, proved that you are, in fact, Batman. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know. Said it in a book I wrote? <laughs> Works for me. But we have, uh, we have done our time and more. And I think that's a fun spot to t- stop on because I think going back into a conversation about Comic Con would kind of be a tonal shift of a very odd variety. Yeah. But um, I liked going in that direction. You can be found at bcxradio.com. You can find your podcast on iTunes, mm-hmm. on Stitcher, mm-hmm. on Zoom. Whatever the Zoom marketplace is. <laughs> that other one I've never heard of. What's the one you're telling me about? Double Twist. Double Twist, which I've never heard of, but I guess people have I Googled of. what directory should you put your shit on, yeah. and those were the four they gave me. Hmm. But yeah, Zoom's so low rent, you just have to email some dude. I'm not even fucking kidding you. Yeah. iTunes, they got a setup thing where you hit this button, that button, and it goes into the system. Yeah. Zoom, no, you got to email Bob from HR. Yeah. Well, you know, let's face it, it wasn't a good experiment for, <laughs> for, for the Microsoft Corporation, but I'm glad they're still going. Shout out to the Zoom people out there. Yeah. <laughs> I think literally, I think really, it's uh, realistically, it's the Xbox marketplace now. Oh yeah. Because it's still it's all it was all the same store. Yeah. And they just happen to have podcasts still going through there because at one point I guess their phones probably have podcast capabilities. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, whatever. So if you have a Windows phone, all eight of you, good job. You can find uh, you can find his uh, podcast on there, BCX Radio. You can find uh, Twitter's about BCX Radio. I'm assuming. Yep. And at BCX Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and st- Facebook.com/slash BCX Radio. All those things. Find them, click them, follow, uh, upvote, do things, whatever, retweet, regram, um, whatever the stuff you have to do to do, do that. Leave reviews that involve five stars. Unless there's ten stars, then do ten. But I'm assuming the functionality will be five. There's a lot of promo ad pictures, but I try to make them at least entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. And you make, yeah, you make like art for your podcast, which is pretty cool. I, uh, shit into a microphone for a week (laughs) and, um, I made somebody make a logo for me once. So, you know, hey, it's all art in the end. Indeed. Well, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank you, uh, if anybody listened live, uh, for joining us in this way. And I have been Alex, and I will see you guys next week. And um, let's go with um, Yahweh bless you.